Cabinet has late this afternoon agreed to support separate private bidders running Mount Ruapehu's ski fields after the previous operator fell into volunteer administration. Regional Economic Development Minister Kitty Allen says the two preferred bidders are the Whakapapa Holdings Limited and Pure Tūrua Limited. In the face of criticism that officials haven't adequately consulted with local iwi in Hapu, Ms Allen says the government will work closely with them over their interests and relationship with the mountain. Jimmy Allingham has more. Hayden Tūroa from Whanganui Ruapehu Hapu Grouping Te Patu Tokutoku says they're proud of their links to Mount Ruapehu, but they say consultation about the new operators for Mount Ruapehu's ski slopes has been poor. So we're really proud of our history, we're really proud of our heritage and we're extremely proud that our name is, is remains on our maunga. What we're not so wrapped about is, um, without us knowing, our name was trademarked and, and has now become, you know, something that can be chucked on a hoodie and, and worn. And, and you know, I, I think it's it's fair to expect it um, to be returned in the mana of our name to sit with us. He says one official in particular from MB's regional unit, Kanoa, had overlooked the significance of the Tūroa name, which was trademarked by the Ruapehu Alpine Lifts. He referred to Tūroa being a word and it's it's now just an asset and it will be traded out with all of the other assets from um, RAL, which is, has gone into volunteer administration. So really disappointing, I think. Regional Development Minister Kitty Allen last night held an emergency meeting to try to repair the relationship between government and hapu, which Mr Tudor says was productive. I think we saw some real real leadership. I was, I was really um, really happy with, with the approach that um, the minister has taken. And I, I don't think this is a, a massive issue on the ministers. I think that um, we just need to help some of these government organisations understand uh, these processes better. A statement from the ministry didn't address these criticisms directly. It says Kanoa has consulted affected parties and liaised and consulted with iwi, but Mr Tūroa holds concerns about the Tūroa name being turned into a commodity. Despite Wanganui iwi or hapu never selling or ceding sovereignty to the Crown around the ski field, essentially we think that, you know, at the bare minimum, it's right to engage all hapu and iwi who have an association to our maunga. Mr Tudor says they haven't ruled out legal action, but says there's a better way forward. What I believe is the right thing to do is, is actually get this working so that um, we can enjoy ski season, can have people um, you know, loving their relationship with the Mona. We can have local business thriving. And I, I think this is all, all a possibility. Uh, it just takes time to work together and, and think through these issues, and it's just a shame that it hasn't quite happened in, in a timely fashion. At his post-Cabinet press conference today, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins was asked about concerns that Iwi and Hapu hadn't been adequately consulted. I don't think they've been completely shut out of the process. Um, in fact, I think they've been in, um, uh, involved in the process from the beginning. Um, that doesn't mean that, um, that everything landed exactly where they might have expected it to. Um, so therefore, you know, as I've said, there's still um, some I's dotted and T's to be crossed before we're in a position to make public announcements. The Ruapehu Mayor Weston Curtin says locals have been waiting with anticipation for the government announcement that came today. The community are really upset that they can't plan ahead. Uh, they're bleeding from the point of view that they don't know what RL is going to look like. So there's a lot of anxiety, there's uh, divided uh, views about who should be running it. Well, now who will likely run the slopes is known. Ms Allen says Cabinet today agreed to provide support for the two companies to buy the former RAL assets and business so they can begin operating.
She says Whakapapa Holdings Limited and Pure Tūrua Limited will offer future benefits for LifePass holders and details of this are to come. RAL's voluntary administrators will tomorrow release a report detailing the proposals from Whakapapa Holdings and Pure Tūrua. They'll be put to a vote at a creditors meeting next week. Jimmy Allingham reporting there and the Minister of Regional Development, Kitty Allen, joins us now. Tēnā koe e te minister. <coughs> Tēnā koe, minister. Good evening, Lisa. Can you hear me? I can. You hearing me okay? Yep. Good now, as gold. Okay, let's start with iwi. They say they feel left out by this process. Why weren't they consulted more deeply? I think that there's been a range of engagement with various hapu and iwi throughout the process. And I think that this, particularly the last four weeks, has been quite challenging because there has been a bidding process that aspects have been in the public domain, but a lot hasn't. Now, that's put, obviously, Kanoa in quite a position because it's negotiating a commercially sensitive agreement. I think it was really useful to be able to meet face-to-face with a broad range of hapu and iwi uh, to walk through what the particular aspects and key characteristics that they were particularly interested in. And as Mr Tūroa just made comment, you know, it's a lot about that that living relationship with the maunga. So look, I I saw that there are plenty of pathways forward and uh, I left with a lot of hope uh, following our discussions. That was the discussion last night? Yes, that's correct. Pretty lace in the piece, though, Minister, yeah? Uh, It's the only time that I could engage. It's once those commercial, um, those sensitive commercial negotiations had concluded uh, and then I needed to make sure and get my own feedback as to whether or not the engagements by officials had met the expectations. So, look, I think that they're, like the Prime Minister said today, uh, there's quite a bit of room to go before the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. But we were really pleased to be able today to make public the announcement that we will be supporting two bids. At the forefront of our mind has been making sure that the season, doing everything that we can to make sure that the season could go ahead because it's so critical uh, for this region's uh, economy uh, and businesses need as much certainty as we can provide them. So we're looking forward to uh, the next steps. On that note, Minister, will the ski fields absolutely open this winter? And is that a proviso of your support for these bids? Two parts to that. Uh, so to the first part, not an absolute, uh, there's not an absolute certainty. There's a high likelihood. And so for the for me, it's really critical that the season goes ahead. But ultimately, that determination is going to be up to those uh, creditors and shareholders at the watershed meeting. Now, there's two thresholds that need to be met. Uh, 50%, uh, sorry, 75% of the creditors, uh, they need to be satisfied with the deal that's put forward uh, by the VAs and they need to vote on that. But the second threshold is that 50% of the life, life pass the holders need to also agree. Now that 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 I don't can't predict how that will go. So there are steps that can be taken, but look, we're just watching and waiting eagerly. The crowns we've done what we consider is everything in our power to enable the season to go ahead. Uh, but there are some next steps that are out of our hands. At the very best, is it likely that it'll be a short season? Because we're only a couple of weeks away from the normal opening time, aren't we? 
No, no. So the modelling, so if everything goes ahead, and we've been very mindful of this the entire way through, if uh, everything goes ahead and the deal passes at the watershed meeting, uh, there's provisions for uh, an immediate transfer. There are people on the mountain, they're ready to go, the equipment's ready to go, everything is ready to go uh, with a season looking at the opening of uh, 1st July. So what does this deal cost taxpayers? Yeah, look, I mean, the broader details will be made available tomorrow, but there certainly is... Park Minister... Well, two parts to that is that currently if nothing happens and uh, and the season doesn't go ahead, no deal is met, uh, the taxpayers will have to pay a fair bit of money. That's because the uh, RAL is already in liquidation. It can't pay its debts. So the Crown is one of the biggest debtors. So that is, uh, that is an, uh, that's a substantive fun, uh, sum, uh, which includes make good provisions plus debt and a whole range of other bits and bobs. In terms of just uh, direct support, look, it's not... Uh, it's not an immeasurable amount of money uh, to enable these two parties to move forward. Uh, there is some debt that's been structured in there uh, and the Crown has agreed to undertake different obligations and write some debt okay. off. All right, Minister, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. That is Kitty Allen, the Regional Development Minister there, talking about the deal um, over the Ruapehu ski field. Now,